Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Join Jim Gilbert and WCCO listeners on a spectacular 11-day tour of Norway and Iceland, September 9th through the 19th. This handcrafted tour includes tours of Oslo, Bergen, and a stunning cruise along one of Norway's fjords. Soak in spectacular vistas along the legendary and Bergen Railway, which offers some of Norway's most scenic landscapes. Later, they depart Norway for the sights and experiences of Iceland. Bathe in the famous Blue Lagoon before taking Iceland's Golden Circle Tour, where natural wonders come alive with geysers, waterfalls, lava fields, and Icelandic horses. This custom tour experience includes round-trip airfare, expert guides, select hotels, numerous meals, including daily breakfast. In addition to Norway and Iceland, you can find trips to Tuscany, the Alps, Scotland, and Ireland. For more information on how to make your reservation, call Defined Destinations at 651-398-9358 or visit defineddestinations.com. Again, that's defineddestinations.com. Live from the Carrier Heating Studio in downtown Minneapolis, this is News Radio 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our natural friend Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the Yard Patio Furniture. We'll talk to Jim in moments. Uh, Denny All here from my friends Lee and Pam at their beautiful store for nature lovers. Hope you check it out sometime. Cardinal Corner is called. Well, let's see. Daylight saving time. That means birds have more daylight to feed and play. Pam and Lee say that in March... Uh, we need to start thinking of nesting birds, starting with wood ducks and bluebirds. They're the first to arrive looking for houses. By the way, uh, Cardinal Corner has beautiful Peters and Bluebird kits that will help you attract bluebirds to your yard or maybe start a bluebird trail. Don't forget the suet either, mealworms, peanuts, and more. And by the way, they have the freshest bird seed at Cardinal Corner you will find anywhere. They also have a monthly newsletter, all kinds of tips and stories. You just subscribe online, cardinalcorner.com, to uh, sign up. Stop in if you can. See Lee and Pam, West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy is located at the Newport Center. They always like to chat with you, 651-455-6556. Or you can visit, as I said, online at cardinalcorner.com. You will find that Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. We have officially, well, we dropped a degree from last hour, now 29 officially. 29. All right. I couldn't decide here. If it was 28 or 29, <laughs> it was right between. <laughs> okay, 29 and 28. Okay, it's 28 degrees here in our yard on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis, where it's mostly cloudy. In fact, about 95% cloudy. Not much wind. I heard the double squawk of a male ringneck pheasant when I was outside getting the temperature reading. Didn't have to use my flashlight this morning, though, which is kind of neat. Um, one American Robin calling, uh, Northern Cardinals singing. Uh, it's a beautiful morning, really. Our son, Christian, who teaches at uh, Waconia Middle School, reports that the Lake Waconia ice is still 29 inches 
thick. And the interesting thing about that is that the ice out last year was March 7th. So here we are, you know, 11 days later, we still got 29 inches of ice. The staff and students of Waconia Middle School are involved in a pennies for patients. Um, that's um, a cancer um, type um, organization, pennies for patients. They've been involved in it for several years. But anyway, at today at 2 p.m., there will be a Lake Waconia dip. <laughs> Charlie Vosick and Tom Vesa are helping uh, with this event. Anyone who would like to take a dip in Lake Waconia for a good cause, show up at 2 o'clock today in our city of Waconia down by the lake, and you'll see others maybe jumping into the lake. Are you are you going to be doing that, Jim? No. Uh. <laughs> Do not come and see. But, but Danny's heard about it, so he may come. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never Don't know. hold your breath, however. <laughs> and then I, I was taken by the ad again, the 11-day tour to um, Scandinavia's Norway and Iceland next September. What 9th. does that sound like a great trip? It does. And you know what? I, I, I say, and uh, Sandy and, and others say, too, if you've Ever consider a trip to Norway and Iceland? This may be the trip for you. Join Sandy and me next September 9th to the 19th as we experience and enjoy all these experiences in both countries. You know, and if you want more information, here's the phone number again, 651-398-9358, or check their website, website, defineddestinations.com. And Michael Kenny always does a nice job of putting these trips together. We've been on three others as hosts, and and uh, they were great. And I know you've done it. Oh, too. absolutely. We got we used to get in a lot of trouble together. <laughs> as a matter of fact. Well, anyway, sunrise seven twenty. So five more minutes. Sunset seven twenty three. Okay, so that gives us twelve hours and three minutes. Uh oh, we're not even supposed to have that much. Because we haven't reached uh, the equinox yet. Not yet. Not till Tuesday. But the reason is, it's the bending of the light rays mm. through the atmosphere. So, anyway, we have 12 hours and 3 minutes. We've gained 3 minutes and a few seconds of daylight since yesterday. We've gained 22 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And as of today, 3 hours and 16 minutes is the total daylight gain since December 20. First, and the amount of the amount of, of daylight that we have now is equivalent to what we would have on September twenty fourth. So we still have three hours and thirty three minutes of daylight to gain by June twenty first, the the uh, summer solstice, and of course here in the northern hemisphere, longest daylight period of the year. Normal high for day forty two, and we beat it yesterday. Hit the first 50 yesterday, and um, normal low, 25. Records for today, March 18th in the Twin Cities, high 79, said in 2012. Now, 2012 was quite a year because five of the seven record highs for last week were from 2012, including the 80 degrees for yesterday. Wasn't that something? Yeah, isn't that something? 80 degrees on, you know, the... The 17th of March, 2012. 
Anyway, record low, minus 8 in 1923. And the most snow we've ever received in the state, 9.6 inches, 1951. We have a very new waxing thin crescent moon that uh, actually rises this morning at 8, 8.13, but sets at 8.45, an hour, about an hour and 20 minutes after the sun sets. So it'll be this thin crescent moon. Next full moon is March 31st, the second full moon this month, so it'll be called the blue moon. Now, meteorologists uh, tell, told us that spring began on March 1st because we had just finished the 90 coldest, coldest days of the year. But this coming Tuesday, March 20th, is a vernal equinox, the beginning of astronomical spring. And in Latin, uh, Denny, I think you know this because you study a little bit of Latin, mm-hmm. vernal means spring, mm-hmm. and equinox means equal night. And what they're referring to is, you know, equal days, equal nights, every place on the face of the earth, which is, I think, really interesting. And um, so there's a particular time when the sun crosses an imaginary line in the sky, and that time is 11.15, and that's when we move into uh, astronomical uh, spring. Oh, there's so many things. I don't even know where to start. But anyway, uh, I finally saw my first-of-the-year eastern chipmunk yesterday. <laughs> it was at our feeding station. I saw it running across the, the hard, crusty snow uh, in, a, in a small forest right next to us. Julie Brophy uh, from Victoria spotted her first-of-the-year eastern chipmunk way back on March 1st. And uh, Jill uh, Heberson, I think it's called. He- Heberson, I think, maybe. From Waconia spotted a chipmunk out this past Wednesday, the 14th. Eastern chipmunks are only active during the day. Although they do climb trees, they spend most of their time on the ground. These are little squirrels. Okay, each male and female chipmunk maintains its own burrow, usually in or near woodlands. Their burrows, only about two inches in diameter, are some, and have several entranceways, are sometimes as much as 10 feet long. Can't imagine all that digging for those little animals. I guess, and then and then sometimes it goes down as deep as five feet. Wow. And 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 Denny, there are chambers for sleeping, for food storage, and for waste. How about Boy, that? Those those guys know what they're doing. Uh, oh, we've got all kinds of things lately. The spring signs have come on fast, like our first fifty degree reading yesterday. More daylight each day. But something that many of us have noticed building up in the past, oh, I don't know, few weeks, more bird music. We see and hear Canada geese, of course, flying and honking. Early returning male red-winged blackbirds sing their trilled songs from marshes. Northern cardinals and house finches sing loud and long. Woodpeckers are heard drumming. Morning doves cooing. Many people are talking about the the Distinctive, trumpeting, rattling, haunting calls of the Sandhill Cranes. We see and hear them over city areas. They've been seen right over the Twin Cities. We see them land in wet fields and other wetlands. Last Sunday, Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield were out birding and driving, of course, quite a ways. They went uh, south of Nelson and 
east of Alma, Wisconsin, and saw and heard over a hundred sandhill cranes in a big marshy area. Now about maple syruping. Last year, maple syrup producers began tapping trees, uh, and a few days before the first sap flows on February 11th. Just get this out. February 11th, first sap flows. Finally, yesterday, March 17th, the maple trees woke up enough so that maple syruping season started. Clark McNamus from East Bay Sugarbus on the northwest side of Lake Waconia reports that there's still much snow in parts of their sugar bush, the forest there, but yesterday was their first maple sap run of the year. Diane and David Herring, who live near Waterville, have had their sugar maples tapped for a couple of weeks, and they report that the trees facing west, so like on a hillside facing westwards, warmer in the afternoon. They ran the best yesterday. They haven't collected enough yet to make maple syrup, but they'll be making their first batch this week for sure. Don and Mary Summers from Summerskogen, that's a sugar bush in Minnetrista, have about a thousand, have exactly a thousand taps out and report that yesterday was their first good maple sap run of the season. They collected about one gallon of sap from each tap yesterday, they're using a vacuum pump and tube network type system, so they're able to get uh, more sap faster out of their trees, and it does not harm the trees. This is scientifically done. Oh, and I should mention, too, uh, Diana and Dave Hearing spotted the first woodchuck out and about on March 14th. That would have been last Wednesday. Do we have time for more? Sure. Okay. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield report seeing their first woodchuck out last Sunday, the 11th. On the same day, they saw the first two common grackles arrive at their feeding station. They saw an American crow carrying nesting material. Yesterday, the 17th, there was an influx in numbers of American robins, all males. They heard wild turkeys gobbling in their first year, morning dove cooing. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault note that all last week they saw many migrating American robins. The robins have been eating crab apples, buckthorn and hackberry fruit, and hunting on lawn areas that are snow-free. Yesterday they saw hundreds of American robins, heard them singing, also saw flocks of red-winged blackbirds arriving. Now this is kind of interesting because they're like only... 50 miles south of many of us in the Twin Cities area, and they have all these robins and red-winged blackbirds, and yet I'm, I see like one robin and three red-winged blackbirds. So they're going to be here probably today in big numbers. Tom Bover said because there's open water on the Cannon River below the dam and where Cannon goes into Wells Lake, he this past week has seen several great blue herons, his first-year wood ducks, He's also seen tundra and trumpeter swans there, first redheads and camasback ducks and the first herring gull. Other waterfalls spotted this week included white-fronted rosses and Canada geese and ringneck and gadwell ducks. Jim Hovda from Rice, that's north of St. Cloud, reports first American arrived Wednesday, American robin arrived Wednesday, March 14th. 
Northern Cardinals sing loud and long. Lots of trumpeter swans have showed up, of course, looking for nesting territories. Art and Barb Straub from Lesur report that male American robins have flooded Henderson Lesur area trees. Pair, and here it is, south of us again, all these robins. And pairs of trumpeter swans have been scouting prospective nesting pond options. Other migrants include eastern bluebirds and fox sparrows. About that, we also got a note you did just the other day from Chris and Montrose saying sandhill cranes spotted in Wright County on March 6th. Oh, sandhill sand cranes. cranes. What a neat sound. I should oh. say. Well, I was looking uh, through our porch uh, at our deck yesterday, Jim, and that nice day, St. Patrick's Day, and I was looking at, hey, I can see <laughs> I buy the yard furniture now. Uh, almost, I think all of it. The snow is off all of ours now. Yeah, and I it, mean, it, there's still snow around it. Right. It's off the top. Exactly. And I, Jim and I love this furniture not only because it's a green company, a family-run CCO business, but it's uh, good stuff. Yeah, it costs a little bit more maybe, but I'll tell you what, you don't have to replace it. You just keep adding to it. And Jim will tell you that it looks good like ours does, as good as it did years ago when you got it. Right? I mean, it, it doesn't right. change. It yeah. does. No. No, it, it could be 10 years old, still looks like new. Yeah, and the tables and chairs, they shed nature's onslaught every day. You don't have to store it. We say that every week and uh, ever. You don't have to store it. Leave it out there on the deck. Game tables, whatever you need, they have it. And like they say, start making memories today. Visit ByTheYard.net. See hundreds of styles. As Jim will tell you, they've got a beautiful showroom right down 169, a quick drive from 494. It's about 15 minutes is about all it takes. And I'm going to give you a lot of folks call their toll-free number after Jim's show. It's a recording. You can get a free color catalog. I urge you to do that. And as Jim will tell you, right, get to that showroom. Get all sorts of ideas. So the showroom is fabulous. Mm-hmm. And it just they have all these different settings. You can just walk around and look and dream. You know, think, hey, I could have something like this in my, in my yard. Absolutely. It gives you a lot of ideas. Here's the toll-free number. You can call 877 220 0448 877-220-0448. Get that catalog and visit the showroom. You're going to love that furniture. Again, a family-run business down near Jordan, Minnesota, called By the Yard. Jim, we have uh, two, three minutes or so. Okay. Mary Brislance from the ridge above Lake Superior at Lutzen reports they had a beautiful day yesterday. Nice day, 12 hours of daylight. Oh, you know, like everybody was a joy. Last, um, Last Sunday, the barred owl arrived again. It had been coming off and on all winter, and she fed us some some scraps of, of chicken. And uh, she said, red poles are still there, but only six coming common red poles coming to their feeding station. But um, she said there's a webcam out from Cornell University that shows a feeding station at Thunder Bay in Canada, many, many red poles coming to that station. Herring gull uh, arrived right on time, the first herring gull, um, uh, in, into the yard there. Two couple of foxes come, and the flying squirrels come in each evening. I have a report from Elizabeth Howard. She works and runs uh, this Journey North program, and she said the overwintering season is coming to an end. That's in Michoacan. Now, you say it. The right, right way. Michoacan. 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 Okay. And the north, northbound monarch butterflies have been leaving in masses 
from some sanctuary sanctuaries and slower from others, but soon all will be gone. Along the migration trail, early migrating monarchs have been reported already in the southern part of Texas and Louisiana. So these monarchs that were equivalent to just just west of Mexico City have now been moving into Texas and Louisiana. Julie Brophy also works for Jury, but she reports from Victoria yesterday. She heard uh, first of the year and saw Canada Goose standing on the Kelser Pond right in their, like in their backyard, declaring, nest, uh, de- declaring territory. I think I, I heard it yesterday, but I didn't see any standing on the ice. I'm going to look for that today. Also, yesterday she heard um, and saw her first common grackles of the season in their Victoria yard, and they joined the Red Wing Blackbirds at the feeding station. And, Denny, there's so many, many wonderful things happening now in springtime. People are just enjoying, you know, like every minute. And officially it comes in Tuesday morning, right? Tuesday morning, yes. Say, Jim, I wanted to mention something I'm sure you already know, but I received my latest uh, copy of Lake Superior magazine, and I saw they had a nice tribute to David Brislatz. Oh, Mary told me about that last night. Oh, I've got to see that. You should. And I'm going to send you a book I just received. It's a hardcover. Uh, Maybe you've got it. Uh, From the Minnesota Historical Society Press. It's called, and by the the author is Adam Arvidson, Wild and Rare Tracking Endangered Species in the Upper Midwest. I thought you'd like to read that. Love to. Yes, you'll look look for that coming in the... uh, uh, the, the snail mail coming this week. <laughs> and, All right. And some texters I can leave uh, with that. Uh, I love waking up to owl conversations. That comes from Joyce in St. Croix Falls. Uh, some folks saw some robins yesterday in Otsego. Hi from Kearney, Nebraska. Saw hundreds of thousands of sandhill cranes from a blind on the Platte River listening oh. to Jim on CCO. Let's see. Carney, Nebraska. Yep, Car- for Cranes. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Well, Jim, we have to take our leave, but look for that book. I think you might enjoy that. Look, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Uh, have a good week. You too. Thanks, Jim. Jim Gilbert Bye. back uh, next Sunday morning with more Nature Notes here on 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.